Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Welcome on in to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing as we roll right on through the early part of August. My name is Chris Wilner here from the Concord, North Carolina studios, MRN HQ. And as always, my cohort, Mr. Kyle Ricky out there in Killingly, Connecticut. Although, are you at Stafford today or are you at home? No, I'm at uh, the K. Rick HQ the here Rick in Killingly. That's right. <laughs> it is a, a big deal if you ever can go visit the K. Rick HQ. Uh, you had a busy weekend out at Stafford, speaking of Stafford, uh, the big SK5K. I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, but boy, how exciting is it to, you know, we talk about Spring Sizzler and some of the big marquee events out there, but for the SKs, I mean, this is the creme de la creme uh, all year long. And that's why over 30 race cars uh, showed up to participate in the event. Some of the best, some of the best SK modified drivers uh, in the region were there, uh, as they are every week, but uh, it seemed like there were more of them this past uh, Friday night. Great event, good crowd. Uh, the only thing that we could have used a little bit less of is the temperature. Uh, temperatures were approaching about 100 degrees all day. It's been a hot week up here, as as it has been most of the country. So, um, yeah. you know, it's August. It's the middle of summer. You get that. And uh, fortunately, it stayed dry. There were a lot of pop-up showers around us. But got the whole event in. It was a wild one. Um, new winner, uh, but overall a very good night uh, for the SK Modifieds at Stafford. Awesome. Good to hear. And, yeah, that heat wave just seems to be affecting everybody. And you know what? Like you said, it's August. I mean, this is it is what it is. So embrace yep. it and enjoy it, and it will be over soon, we hope. Uh, we've got a great show for you guys. we got Nick Sanchez coming up, who is the new Arkhamenard Series point leader, courtesy of his third one of the year out at Michigan this past weekend. A busy guy. He's uh, actually here going to join us from his gym, so maybe interesting. Maybe we can get him to do some push-ups or something like that. But Nick Sanchez is going to come up in segment number two. But, of course, Kyle, like we start every show, we like to celebrate our Coast to Coast Top 7 winners of the week. And uh, why don't we go ahead and start with our Arkham Menard Series points leader, Nick Sanchez, picking up that win at Michigan. And, boy, it was all about defensive driving, wasn't it? What a win for Nick and certainly a good opportunity for him and the Rev Racing Organization to get back on track. I know it's been a difficult four weeks or so. Yeah, his third win of the season. He uh, led most of the event, but had some tr- uh, heavy pressure from Sammy Smith at one point midway through the race. And on the last lap, Corey Hine made a run at Nick, but was unable to uh, make the pass. And Corey was able to take down the win. First time we've seen him in victory lane in quite a few months. Uh, he got a couple of wins early in the season. Uh, pretty quiet here uh, the last two or three months. And uh, back in victory lane and back in the points lead as well for the Arkham Art Series. That's right. We'll talk to Nick about that seven-point lead over Raja Karuth coming up in segment number two. Kyle, our Coast to Coast winner number two. It's one of our favorite series to cover, and it was north of the border once again this past weekend. Yeah, Alex Gannett picking up the race win, and his first in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, they were ra- racing on the streets of Three Rivers. Um, wild, wild race uh, with J.F. Dumoulin and, and, and LP getting together. Uh, also, the the former points leader, Mark Antoine Camerand, uh, top three in the race, coming to the white flag, all crashed, 
Alex was able to sneak by and claim the win running part-time in the NASCAR Pinty Series, running only the street and road courses, but uh, was in the right place at the right time to score the win. Yeah, something out of a video game almost. You know, you always like to be the guy that can, you know, take capitalize on the leader's record. We even saw that in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour uh, earlier this year, too, so pretty good stuff. All right, my Coast to Coast Top 3, number 3 winner. I'm going to go with Connor Hall, who won the second half of the Cars Tour Throwback 276 weekend out at Hickory Motor Speedway. Again, William Swalich won the Pro Late Model two weeks ago now, but due to rain, they couldn't get the Late Model Stock event in, so Connor Hall took it to him in the throwback scheme. Uh, holding off William Swalich as well. What a big race for him. Connor Hall, one of the up-and-coming late model drivers. A big win out at Hickory, the home of the NASCAR Stars here in North Carolina. So a pretty good win for him. Uh, Caden Honeycutt, Carson Quapple in the top three as well. All right, Coast Coast winner number four, Kyle, who we got this week? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Burt Myers. Uh, first win of the season, hard to believe, out at Bowman Gray Stadium. Uh, started in the fifth spot, quickly made his way to the front in a power move pass in the outside lane. You don't see that much at Bowman Gray these days since the repave. Uh, on Tim Brown, the former race leader, won the uh, the Great Clips 100 on Saturday night. So uh, hard to believe that we are into the month of August and Bert is just now getting the victory lane at the stadium. But he did it this Saturday night in dramatic style. Uh, great race for the Modifieds and they're back in action this Saturday night. Always good whenever Tim and Burt can get after it at Bowman Gray. It certainly got the crowd there excited as well. Awesome stuff. Well, I'm surprised your number four wasn't what my number five is, and that is Marcelo Rufranco. Am I saying that correctly? Oh, God. Marcello Rufrano. Rufrano. Well, you know what? A for effort. First career Stafford Mm -hmm. SK win, and it comes in that big 5K event that Kyle mentioned at the top of the show. What a race. I mean, you know, kind of trying to follow along a little bit this year. It feels like he's been close about maybe five, six times this year, and just something's happened. But it finally put together a complete night, getting his first career SK Modified win, 68th start at the racetrack. And I think you guys have had almost the amount of different winners as you've had races there in the SKs, haven't you? Yeah, 10 different winners in, I believe, 15 events. Uh, Just a couple of repeat winners this year. Stephen Kopchick, a repeat winner, along with uh, David Arute. Uh, but other than that, uh, everybody else in the uh, single victory column, as far as those other eight are concerned, a wild race. Uh, Marcello, you're right, been close so many times, finished second the week prior, uh, took control of the race early, a um, lot of chaos behind him, um, had pretty big incident involving Dan Wesson and Stephen Kopchick, which then led yeah, to Yeah, I some, heard there was a fight. Uh, yeah, we were able to and, get a front row seat for that. You heard right, there was. Um and, you know, it's never a good thing. I said this on the PA Friday night. It's never a good thing when the pit crews become involved and storm the racetrack sure. like they did. And uh, the racetrack came out with a laundry list of penalties. Uh, I think one of our officials said it looks like a, a CVS receipt um, of the penalty list. I think 19 folks have been suspended from the racetrack for the next couple of weeks. So, wow. you know. I mean, it was a hot, technically it was a hot racetrack, you know, yeah, we were under caution, but there were still cars going around and everybody felt like they needed to go be a part of what could have been just two drivers. So well, in the name of safety, happen. that's exactly rules are rules and uh, certainly uh, interesting. All right. Uh, we're going to do coast to coast number six, Kyle, who do you have on your list? I have Matt Hirschman uh, oh. from last week at North Wilkesboro. Uh, last week when we, when we 
aired the first edition or the last week's edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast. Race number two had not been run yet. Ryan Newman won the opening night of the Tour Modifieds at the North Wilkesboro Speedway, part of their uh, revival. But uh, night number two, Matt Hirschman was able to claim the win. A great field of Modifieds, and I, we talked about it last week. Uh, the crowd um, at North Wilkesboro that supported that event was amazing. Both nights, hopefully that keeps up uh, when the rest of the events happen there uh, later this month with the Cars Tour and, and some of the other support divisions that'll be there. Yeah, we're just getting started at North Wilkesboro. Super excited for what's to come over the next couple weeks. And then obviously uh, rounding out August with Cars Tour, and then we start to tear it up and bring the yep. dirt for October. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, we're going to wrap up our Coast to Coast Top 7 with my number 7. I'm going to go with Evan Schottko winning the fifth annual Mount, Motor Mountain Masters out at Jennerstown, one of the iconic racetracks across North America, current reigning now winner of the Advance My Track, Advance Auto Parts, $50,000 this year. Uh, got the lead just when he needed to because rain hit the racetrack, and they called the, ra the race just short, and he beat a star-studded field out there at Jennerstown. So congratulations to Evan Shotko. All right, Kyle, do you have a couple shout outs for this week? Maybe some honorable mentions that we couldn't get to. I do. I have one, uh, Dana DiMatteo, uh, winning the Monaco tri-track modified race, the new London Waterford speed bowl. One of the biggest, uh, events that that racetrack has seen in five years, the fans poured in all day on Saturday, even with the 95 degree heat parking lot was full by four o'clock stands were full by five 30. 44 modifieds tried to make the event, uh, 30 started, a field that included the likes of Ryan Priest and Matt Hirschman and Mike Christopher Jr., but it was uh, the local favorite, Dana DiMatteo, picking up the race win in, in a dramatic fashion, a near photo finish at the line and a green-white checkered uh, finish. So uh, a great run and a great uh, great event for that racetrack. Uh, it kind of made me sit there and think that, you know, short track racing, alive and very well uh not a, you know not just across the country but especially here in connecticut for a racetrack that really hasn't seen a major event since 2017. absolutely and speaking of short trackers doing well i kind of uh, i've got two but my first quick one is the podium sweep by nashville fairground speedway racers uh brent cruz connor mozak and uh going into the hall of fame scott porchetta all finished top three at the music city gp as part of a trans am race so these guys that typically are used to the late models are going left and right out of music city and they got it done sweeping the victory podium there a part of indycar weekend so i thought that was pretty cool on a little bit more of an elevated national stage and my other shout out nicholas noggle out of nova scotia picked up his first ever jeg cra all-star tour win at anderson but only reason why I picked it, well, besides the fact it was his first career win, so congratulations. But it, be, yeah. it came in the Fudge Packer 100 presented by Uranus Fudge Factory. If that All is right. not the coolest race name ever, I don't know what else is. You'll get your attention. And it certainly will. Congratulations <laughs> to Nicholas Noggle. All right, well, Nick Sanchez is on the line. So coming up after the break, we're going to visit with the driver who finished first at Michigan and captured the points lead in the Arkham Menard Series. He's on the other side of the break. We come back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. On the line, joining us from what looks like the gym is Mr. Nick Sanchez, Rev Racing driver and now current points leader of the Arkham Menard Series. Nick, after this big win at Michigan International Speedway this past weekend, congratulations. Uh, boy, that was a good one, considering how the last couple races had been. You'd probably feel like you got the weight lifted off your shoulders getting back to victory lane for the third time this year. 
Yeah, th- thank you guys for having me. And yeah, Michigan, I feel like we lost probably in the last three or four races, we lost at least two of them, Mid-Ohio and Pocono. So uh, I had that in my mind. You know, you hate to lose them when you have what you think is the dominant car. But uh, it felt good to kind of win one without the dominant car at Michigan. So um, yeah, it, it is a big confidence booster. Um, the big tracks definitely suit my team. And it seems like we're just trying to capitalize on them. And a fantastic race on Saturday evening uh, for you and your rev racing team at Michigan. But bring me through the last lap because Corey made a run at you there in turn one just after taking the right white flag. I mean, how much of that, at least that half of the last lap, were you watching the mirror? Yeah, I mean, I was watching the mirror pretty much, I would say, from lap 35 onward. Um, I feel like right there at that moment, I kind of knew I kind of knew I had it. Corey, I could kind of tell when he got a really good run because he pulled in my left rear pretty much at that moment. Luckily, he wasn't he wasn't able to get there before the corner, so he wasn't really able to drag me back. Um, he took the bottom, and you know he was on my inside, but I knew I was going to have the momentum up top um, to where we got to the exit. I was going to be able to cross his wake and take take his nose away, um, take his arrow away on exit. So that was kind of like my attack. And then obviously off of two, um, they just did not have enough time to generate a run, so. Um, that was kind of it. Uh, luckily for me, it, it did not go into turns three or four because we were definitely stronger in one and two. And then you had that last restart, Daniel Dye, who's somebody you're competing, you know, for the championship with, gives you that big old push down the front straightaway. Was that the difference? Because I feel like, you know, a place like Michigan, it's almost, you kind of race it almost like a super speedway. So how big was that on that final restart? Yeah, obviously on, on those restarts, it, it doesn't really matter what the front two uh, do. You know, it matters the rows behind you. Are they organized? Are they giving a good push? And luckily the 43 gave me a very, very good push. Um, and, you know, that kind of helped me, you know, get out front. Without that, it, it was going to take probably a good push off of two from someone else to catapult me in front of Corey. Um, never say never. It probably could have happened without that push. But it is definitely easier once you get it off the initial go. And luckily, um, you know, I had someone good pushing behind me. Did the track change much during the day uh, between practice and the race? Obviously, the the uh, support race, the, the Xfinity Series, was run right before you guys, which ran in the evening. Did you notice much of difference uh, when the race came around from practice earlier in the day? Um, I don't want to say it got – I really don't want to say it got cooler, maybe by a couple degrees, but it got a lot uh, more shady. So I guess you could say maybe air temp was about the same. But, you know, track temp with with the sun got a little bit cooler, especially, you know, in uh, the front straightaway exit of four and entry uh, into one. So, you know, as the race went on, you kind of got more and more grip. Um, And, you know, that's why you saw, I guess, maybe the pack racing that you did. You know, if you had the more dominant car, it was kind of taken away uh, with just the natural grip, kind of like at the end of the race at Pocono. Um, you know, my advantage in the tunnel turn went away as the sun went down. And I feel like that same thing kind of came into Michigan um, and, and it just got faster. Not to step aside, Nick, but I know you're a grown guy. Uh, that beeping noise means you need a couple batteries for your uh, smoke alarm. Uh, yeah. I just want to let you know that that's what that signal means. But uh, all, jo- all joking aside, how much has your experience, you know, over the last year, year and a half, two years in the Arkham Menard series, especially when it comes to tracks like Talladega where, you, where you've won before, kind of play into that mindset when you're in those late race situations at Michigan. Because, I mean, 
the breaking the draft in itself is pretty crazy when we see you guys weaving like snakes down the front straightaway and back straightaway. So how much does that defensive mindset, you know, with your experience kind of help you there in those situations? Yeah, I think it all goes back to, you know, really 2021, you know, racing guys like Ty on restarts, you know, that he does all those things. That's kind of where I learned it from, you know, he breaks the draft, he side drafts, he's very defensive. Um, he's very calculated and, you know, racing against him many times in those late rate, late race restarts, I had to, you know, learn some of those habits and learn some of those tactics used. Um, and, you know, I still implement it today and I, I feel like, you know, that's why he's as good as he is, but, uh, it is very important because, you know, the ARCA car is high downforce, low power. So, um, usually on restarts, you can run the first set of corners wide open and it's all about, you know, who gets to push, who pulls the other car back and it's a game of leapfrog and, you know, um, it, there's a race craft to it and you just, you have to be mindful on when you decide to pull someone back. Is it too early? Are they going to get to your quarter again? Um, what does the push from behind look like? Do they have help? So all those little things that play into, you know, the decision, the decision-making process, um, on the restarts. And obviously I think my team as a whole, we brought more speed to the big tracks. I wouldn't consider myself better at a mile and a half than a half mile or a short track. Um, but I, I feel like for some reason, our packages there with the cars we bring, we seem to always have some sort of speed to be in contention. So, uh, you know, I know going to those races, those are the races I'm going to make up points, um, on my competitors. Chris mentioned at the top of the interview, you are the point leader now by seven over Rajah. How much do you, uh, look at points at this stage of the season? Um, you know, I feel like you always look at points just cause you know, you have to, but I know looking at our point situation, like I'm not saying, you know, in the past 12 races throughout the season, we've maximized our points. We've probably lost 30, 35 points um, just on, you know, mistakes, things, you know, mechanical issues, things to go wrong, um, bad calls. So I, I know there's our deficit isn't because, you know, we're going out executing every race perfectly. Um, we've got some work to do. And in some ways that's more motivating because, you know, if you hit on all cylinders, you do not have to look at points. And I feel like after Michigan, you know, now we have kind of a points gap. I'm in the lead. And honestly, I just want to focus on winning every race from here on out. And I feel like when you do that, you don't have to look at points. Kyle mentioned Raja, your teammate. Um, obviously, you guys basically almost paralleling in terms of your trajectory with your careers kind of coming up at the same time. Both young guys. Uh, what's the relationship like as you two kind of begin to learn and navigate and start to excel you know, as we get to the upper echelons of this sport, I know kind of early on this season, there was a couple times you guys got together a little bit, but what's been, you know, your relationship is, especially now, you know, neck and neck here in the championship fight. Yeah. You know, me and him, we're going to compete harder than anyone else on the track. You know, we're teammates. So we always want to beat each other. And like I was explaining to someone the other day, it's hard, you know, when you race him because he's your teammate, you know, when we're, when we're fast, when we're winning speed, it's usually me and him um, up front. When we're slow, it's usually me and him in the back. So you could only gain, you know, one point at a time, two points at a time, because we're always so close. Um, our cars are so close together. Um, but yeah, you know, he's a great friend. Um, I lean on him a lot. He leans on me a lot. You know, we obviously in practice and qualifying, we have the common goal of making our uh, rev racing Chevrolets faster. Um, you know, we're really open to each other on the info we give and our teams are, you know, we almost operate as one team in essence. Um, and yeah, you know, moving up the ranks with him, you know, he's more, uh, more focused, I guess, in the truck side, I'm more focused on the Xfinity side, which is in some ways a good thing. You know, we could both go our separate ways and try to try to have success in our series. 
Um, but yeah, you know, we, we compete very hard and we uh, have mutual respect for each other. Yeah, to bounce off of that, what are the team meetings like uh, between you two running, you know, for a championship while also racing each other, you know, on the racetrack? Um, yeah, you know, we don't have too many meetings in, you know, our racing aspect, you know, we know we're, I think we're smart enough to know if we do something that, you know, if we wreck our teammate, if we do something and inhibit the other car, we know the consequences. So we try not to go there. And I feel like we've done a really good job this year at not going there, but you know, we'll, if he's racing me hard, I'm not going to complain. And, you know, he's the same way we know when the, when to pull over for one another and when to, you know, race hard for a win. Um, and we just, you know, on restarts, we try to work together as much as possible. Um, but we compete very hard. You mentioned the Xfinity, you know, pursuits that you're having in your career, Raja, kind of a little bit truck, a little bit Xfinity. How tough is that? You know, as a race car driver, you're always constantly thinking of the future. What's next? I mean, kind of like us in broadcasting a little bit sometimes too. So how hard is that when you're in this championship fight, when, you know, you're, you're, you're peaking at the right time, like you said, kind of in Michigan, but at the same time, you're kind of venturing out and trying to get these experiences and these rides, you know, on the Xfinity level and, and learn from that. Is it tough trying to balance the business side, trying to get yourself to the next level with also focusing on, you know, the task at hand in the Arkham Menard series? Um, I guess you could say at times it is, you know, I try to have like a switch between the two um, and I'm going to have to use that switch in Bristol, but I, I know Arca, you know, it's going to be very important for my resume to have a championship and, you know, I want to get as many wins as possible for the company for Rev Racing, Chevy and Gainbridge. Um, but I also know that, you know, the part in my career where I'm going to, where I'm going to turn the most heads is in the Xfinity series, you know, running up front. I know that I've, you know, I've, I'm going to obviously try to keep winning in ARCA trying to keep, you know, collecting trophies there, but I need to do the same in Xfinity to get that same respect level from uh, the industry as a whole. So, you know, I know those four races at big machine are going to be the biggest of my career. And, you know, Bristol, I'll race Thursday night in the ARCA car, Friday night in the Xfinity car. And as soon as I leave Thursday night flips, flip a switch no matter how the night went and I'm on to the Xfinity series duty that weekend and uh, just got to focus um, 100% in both series at the same time. My final question for you is looking to the future, uh, at least with the Arkham and Art series schedule. We have a road course coming up in Watkins Glen, a couple of dirt tracks, some of the fastest short tracks in the country in Salem and Bristol, as you mentioned, Toledo. What a what are you looking forward to? What, what kind of stands out of the races that are left? Because it's a very diverse schedule even from here on out. I'm looking forward to all of them. You know, our short track program has been off this year, um, but I, I know they're working hard to fix fix that, you know, um, maybe changing some things with the cars, some new cars here and there. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, those tracks I want, I want to do good there. I don't, I do not like running bad at the short tracks. Um, I, <laughs> I, I love them. So, uh, but I guess in more, you know, recent races coming up, Watkins Glen, I feel like mid-Ohio, we should have won. We had winning speed from the first lap and we just didn't capitalize, you know, didn't go our way. So Watkins Glen, I just want to get that. You know, I love road, I love road racing and I believe it's very important in today's uh, landscape um, in the sport to be good at road racing because, you know, our sports going there, six, seven races in the cup series and road courses it's an important trait to have. It's an important trait to show as a driver on composure on those, uh, dirt race, which is kind of, you know, it is what it is. Um, haven't really raced on dirt, but probably going to drive like an asphalt track. And then, you know, we go to the short, short tracks, mile and a half. So a really cool schedule to end off the year. You know, we're not, we're not sticking to a certain uh, style of track. So, 
um, it'll be good and it'll offer for some good battles. So going off of that, how do you prepare as a, as a young up and coming driver, obviously I racing, I know you've been on it. I've seen you on there running different leagues and, and kind of stuff like that. But you know, how, how do you get that experience? Especially like you said, when we go to these dirt tracks, you have little to no experience. I know some venture off to Billbridge Speedway up here in North Carolina to try to drive a micro just to get some dirt experience. But what kind of preparations are you, you know, trying just to hone your craft uh, before we tackle some of these different disciplines? Kyle Larson brings his Chevy and four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Uh-huh. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. Um, I feel like, you know, uh, just kind of your notebook, you know, I've luckily I've driven a lot of these tracks or tracks like them, um, over the past year and a half. So I have my own notebook and, you know, now when I go to study, I don't, someone tells me, you know, this is how you drive Bristol. I might take 50% of that and ask someone else to take the other 50 and, you know, come up with my own way of driving it. So, uh, you know, I have a notebook as a driver, um, even for the tracks I haven't been to, um, I have tracks I can relate them to. So I just try to, you know, do the best and pick and choose uh, what data points I take into my weekend and, you know, uh, prepare the best I can. You know, a lot of sim stuff for Chevy um, on the tracks that have that map, Um, you know, a lot of film, a lot of uh, physical training, uh, a little bit of everything, but just try to, you know, use every resource I have available. Well, speaking of physical training, you're at the gym. What are we we thinking? You're going to bench press? uh, what, what, What are we bench pressing these days here? I don't know. It depends the day. It depends. It depends how strong the coffee is in the morning, but uh, I try to, I try to change it up a little bit. (laughs) Awesome stuff. We'll we'll let you get back to it. Appreciate your time and congratulations on the big win out at Michigan. And uh, we can't wait to see what happens the rest of the year. Should, should be a really good championship battle here to the end. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. That's Nick Sanchez, driver of the Rev Racing Chevrolet points leader in the Arkham Menard series after the big win at Michigan. We're coming back next with the calendar as we wrap up NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. And welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Just hearing from Nick Sanchez, Kyle, one of the nicest guys in the Arkham Menard Series garage. Certainly a lot of talent. And like you mentioned, him and Raja, I think it's going to be a really cool, interesting battle, especially as we go, what, eight races to go in the season. And we're all kinds of different places, whether it's Watkins Glen or uh, DeCoin when we get to the yeah. dirt track. So I'm certainly excited to see what happens with this championship. Yeah, the title going to be decided at Toledo on the short track for the first time in a while. The last several seasons, I believe it has been uh, crowned at the Kansas Speedway. So a lot of great races left. And, and don't cut out like guys like Daniel Dye. It, you know, it's not just between Nick and Raja. The, Daniel Dye is not too far out of the picture. So there, this, this could be a three-way battle. It'll also be fun to watch Nick and Raja, like Nick alluded to, uh, go off into their NASCAR National Series, uh, whether it be Trucks for Raja or the Xfinity Series for Nick. 
Uh, it would be fun to watch them here at the Bristol Motor Speedway next month, uh, compete double duty in both the Arkham Menards Series and the NASCAR Xfinity Series. All right, before we get to our Go With The Flow race weekend calendar, which is once again stacked as always as we sit here in the early part of August, uh, a little go or no-go segment, and the one topic this week is pretty relevant considering we just had a couple of them, and we've got another one this week with the battle at Berlin. Midweek races on the grassroots level, Kyle. I'm a little bit mixed on this one. Where okay. are we at? Go or no-go for having midweek races here on the calendar in 2022. I'm go. It seems to work. Uh, you mentioned Battle at Berlin. Jeff Striegel and his folks at the Berlin Raceway uh, have been famous the last couple of years in promoting big midweek Wednesday night or Thursday night events. Another one this week and another successful event. Next week, Thompson Speedway will run the NASCAR Wheelan Modified Tour on a Wednesday night. The NASCAR Pinty Series is running on a Tuesday night next week. Um, seems to be working. It breaks the week up. Um, I get people have to work also feel like people might be, you know, less of them are working, <laughs> uh, at least, you know, in, in the traditional sense, like we sure. saw a decade or so ago. So, um, you know, I, I feel like midweek races this time of year are perfect for short tracks to find success. This NASCAR season, Toyota racing, isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. See, I'm probably going to make some people mad, but Kyle, I'm going to go no. Really? Uh, and it's a rarity that we've disagreed, as our producer Craig Moore just alluded to us here as we started the show. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where on the grassroots, grassroots level, I think it's a little bit different than trying to do it on the national level. And because, like you primarily mentioned, a lot of these race teams have employees that have full-time jobs. Yep. A lot of these drivers have full-time jobs. What if it rains? You know, I understand from a publicity standpoint, because guess what? Who else, you know, especially with races like on Flow Racing right now that you can turn on on Monday like I did and watch the Front Row Challenge at Oskaloosa. Guess what? Nobody else is racing on a Monday. So that's where everybody's tuned in at. But it puts a lot of pressure on these racetracks to not only get their show in, but get it done at a reasonable hour. I know there are some tracks that struggle with curfew issues, like getting out at midnight on a weeknight or a weekend. What happens if that's a weeknight? Midnight is really late, and folks are going to get you know really pressured into leaving early and missing some of the action. So while, yes, I love the idea, I feel like at the lower levels, it's a lot harder to maintain that. Sure, it's great for North Wilkesboro because it's a revival. It's a lot of excitement, and people definitely took the time out of their schedules or off work to go do that. But I think on a traditional, consistent basis, it's very hard to sustain that. 
So I'm going to go no on the long run, but yes for those promoters that take the chance, uh, and it works out. So we'll, we'll leave if it If you at can't that. get your fans out before midnight, you got bigger problems. Correct, yes, and that is not a when you're running the race. That is a operational standpoint, which is a whole other topic. But there are some that are out there, uh, not ones that I've been to lately, but I know there are have been some out there that have that issue. So uh, it'll be something to keep an eye on. Especially, it seems to be a growing trend, too. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens either later this year or obviously when all the schedules come out for next season. All right, final uh, order of business here on NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Flow Racing is, of course, the Flow Racing calendar uh, with a ton of action going on. Although we don't have Arc Menard Series action or the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, Kyle, we do have the Pinty Series back at Oshweekin Speedway coming up. Yeah, in Ontario, four races to go for the NASCAR Pinty Series. DJ Kennington, the point leader now by three after that wild race a week ago that took out Mark Antoine Cameron in the, in the penultimate lap of the race. Cameron now back to second in points. Kevin Lacroix, third in points, 16 back. Love Osh Weekend Speedway. Uh, that'll be on Tuesday night, August 16th. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour has a race the following night, August 17th at the Thompson Speedway, the Phoenix Communications 150. Uh, Ronnie Selk, the championship point leader, by a, a whopping four points over John McKennedy as that tour enters the second half of their season. That will also be live. Uh, both of those events will be live on Flow Racing. Yeah, again, this goes back to the midweek mid race schedules. Look, we got a Tuesday and Wednesday night with National Series from the Pinties and the uh, NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. So pretty cool stuff coming up. And, of course, we will recap those uh, on the show next week all right arca and cra super series as well as the southern super series kind of doing a conjoined master event at north wilkesboro speedway to continue on the racetrack revival month of august a uh, 30 plus cars are already entered and i'm expecting a few more to trickle in before this weekend's a double header on friday and saturday out at north wilkesboro bubba pollard has entered uh, jet nolan hunter robinson uh, Albert Francis, Billy Van Meter. So those are some of the CRA guys from Indiana that are coming over as well as the Southern Super Series stars. So kind of a conjoined effort. And I think it's going to be really cool to finally see some really good late model racing. You know, we have the awesome doubleheader with the tour type mods and some of the support series. So really excited for that event coming up on a Friday and Saturday. Uh, well, that does it for us here on MRN and NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Flow Racing. Kyle, enjoy your weekend. So for Kyle Ricky, I'm Chris Wilner. Thank you all for tuning in here on NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Flow Racing. Of course, we'll recap it all coming up on next week's episode. Flow Racing is the new home of NASCAR Grassroots Racing. Subscribe today where you can stream nearly 1,300 different events live and on demand. See NASCAR legends past, present, and future battled out in dirt late models, sprint cars, and more at your favorite local tracks each and every week. Find your next favorite driver by going over to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN.